Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this episode of our podcast, which is series six. Five. And Five episode seventeen. Five probably. Five. Dunno. <laughs> Dunno. Dunno. I'm I'm David Flatman, former Saracens Bath, England A, England Saxons, and England International Loosehead Prop, and he is I am Tom Shanklin, former um Tenby Juniors. What should I call him? Tenby Swift. Um a little stint at Effingham Rugby Club. Um, Effingham Blinding. Then moved on to to bigger and better things at London Welsh, where I moved up through the age groups and eventually reached the first team, um, one of the prodigal sons. Um, yeah. Then on to Saracens, then on to Cardiff, and then on to um, great things, great things in the podcast Just world. Say it. Just say it. Say the international ones you dig. Go um, on. I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit hoarse at the moment. Say whales and lions. Ah, right. Why do I have to when you do it for me? Oh, so what's up with your voice? Have you been have you been arguing with with her nibs then? Shouting at the kids. Uh, no, just it's all they good for, boy. Just a lot of chat over the weekend, mate. It was up in um, up yeah or across um, east in Dublin from Wales. Uh, covered a couple of games over there for Premier Sport. Um, and then ended up having a, a few pints after the show with my new best mate, Neil Lennon. Oh, did you? Yep. He was What's there. He, like? he was there covering Man U Leicester with John O'Shea. John O'Shea didn't want to come out, but that's fine. I don't look at him any differently. Um, but Neil Lennon did. And um, I said to him, you have to call me Dragon. And he looked at me and went, you have to call me Nighthawk. And then, you know, we just bonded straight away. Yeah. 
Yeah, you went global from then on. Um, yeah, we got on. It's fair to say we got on. John well. O'Shea not coming out. I want to. I want to mock him, but that probably would have been me. I did, he had a lovely car, and he's really tall and really slick. So, if I had boy, if I had an early flight out, I wouldn't bother. But what did you do? Why do you need? Why do you need uh, John O'Shea when you got John Barkley? Hey, yeah, it's trashy. Yeah. No, it's trashy. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what I realized. What I realized about uh, JB, that's what I call him now. Uh, one thing he loves Haribo. And at the, you had two bags the day, didn't you? You took a picture of. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't stop. Couldn't stop. It like Pringles to him. And the other thing I've noticed is maybe, just maybe, his beard and moustache are stuck on. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> Who knows? But I got. It looks fake. Barclay, it I looks think. fake. I was with him last week at the Amazon, the Prime Video thing. You oh know, the launch yeah. And, um, Rugby friends. Well, no, it's when I was with Gabby Logan, but I was just chilling out with Wayne Rooney, Thierry Henry and Patrice Evra. Mm. Yeah. Wayne Rooney, exactly what you expect him to look like. Patrice Evra, exactly what you expect. Thierry Henry, quite tall, mm. very beautiful, very, very slim, to the point I would say thin. Does Wayne Rooney smell like a chip shop? That's what I imagine him to. <laughs> <laughs> Does he? I gave him a little nuzzle. I got my head right in there and he had a little vinegary nook under his chin. Do you know, um, like some people, like you you just expect to smell gorgeous, like Bobby Skinstat. Whenever I see him on TV, I think yep, yep. you you smell good. You smell like Fahrenheit or Jamie, Kuros, Re- Jamie, Kuros. <laughs> Jamie Redknapp. I just look at Rooney, I think. <laughs> Fish and chip <laughs> shop. You're a good wash kid. I, I do, I look at Rooney and think, you, you know, it. get rid of the beard and make yourself just clean cut and super tidy. Make sure you just look really clean because you you know n- not all of us, you know. I'm I'm in I'm in Rooney's boat. You know, it's easy to to turn up and look however you want when you look like Jamie Redknapp. Fine. But when you mm. don't look like Jamie Redknapp, mm. make sure you look incredibly clean. Yeah. That's what I do. That's I, what well, you do. That's what you do. I look incredibly hairless. That's what I do. Yeah, I don't look like Willie Thorne. Um Oh, you're back in one of those stages, are you? But you had a big geography teacher chic. So you had a big night, did you? No, not really. A few beers. But oh, yeah, just... I think John Barkley thing I was going to say. So I think he's shorter than when I last saw him. Mm. I think because of all damage his knees have taken, I think he can't straighten his legs. He's oh, shorter is. than I like. Yeah, <laughs> he can't straighten his legs. I think he's he walks around with a permanent knee bend because his knees are so knackered. He used to be 6'4". He's 6'2 now. Um, thoroughly nice bloke. Uh, but it was... Um, and what really killed me was a 4 a.m. flight. Well, the 4 a.m. wake-up call to get a 6 a.m. flight back. No, to, to the Bristol. 10 points you drank before that. It wasn't ten, mate. It wasn't ten. I was showing off. All right, eleven. <laughs> and you had ten points before we went out. Um, look, I've just been sent. Uh, I want to hit you with this earlier, right? Mm. And get you on the back foot. New uh, bath director. Sent, no, sorry. No, sorry. I've been sent a um, a series of WhatsApp videos by Matt Banahan mm. of your putting from the <laughs> Belfry last week, <laughs> and it didn't go well, did it? And he's, you know, he's. You film people when they're eating. He films people when they're putting. Mm. Mm. He's done you, and not he? Mm. Did you not have a good round? No. No, I don't really want to talk about it, to be honest, mate. You know. You actually hate it, though, don't you? Because I'm just so competitive. It's just always yeah. been in my blood. But uh, no, um, it's a round to forget. But I wasn't feeling great. So it was a long drive up. You know, I didn't have time to stretch. didn't have time for my normal pre-match routine. Um, and yeah, you know, I was, I was left wanting that day. So just delete them, mate. Just delete them. 
Yeah, okay. Mm. Mm. Right. Um, okay, boy, look. Um, how have you been? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. I got, um, have you had a busy week? You, you know, we, we, we want to know, because, you know, it's you I'm worried about here. We want to know that things are ticking along. We want to know you're busy. Um, we want to know you're getting a good like work-life balance. You've got some downtime to keep yourself fit and do some grilling. What's happening? Yeah, I'm always training, mate. You know me. Yeah, too, you. too vain, really, deep down. But, um, yeah, busy week, mate. We had uh, a networking lunch or a, a business lunch, whatever you want to call it. Some people call it Secret Thursday uh, in Le Monde on Thursday, funnily enough. How um, was it then? Yeah, it was good. It was good. Heavy, heavy. A lot of people were out to play that day. They bought their yeah. all. They bought all their toys, and uh, we were playing really well. And um, sort of on the back foot ever since then. Um, Jiffy came along, did a Q and A, brilliant as always. Has he ever done? Has he ever done a Q and A that wasn't brilliant? I actually doubt he has because he he's brilliant at it, and he doesn't give a shit if you like him or not, <laughs> which is a brilliant combination because he just says what he wants. Yeah, I've never heard him in front of a group of women though. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, maybe he's not appropriate in any environment. Um, either day, um, but it was good, mate. It was good, and then headed over to Ireland for a night. Well done, boy. Two nights, but um, yeah, just working, mate. You know how it is. Just getting back to the grind. How are you and your Yorkshire Society lunch? No, it was a it was the Yorkshire Residential Property Awards. That's right, in Leeds. That's right. New Dock, New Dock Hall. Yeah, yeah, really good, really good. Partridge um, couldn't do it, could he? So I, I, I did that, did that oh, one. Um, you yeah, would. Rob, Rob Bryden cost too much, and Partridge couldn't make it. Um, no, Bafes, Bafes, I think normally does that or does the does the he does the commercial one and mm. um, look, I, they look what they want to do. They want the same presenters to do it every year, yeah. Um, and it's really nice. Those events are really nice. Like as long as you go in well, well enough prepared, they're quite good fun. And mm. um, the the I I don't want to say who did it last year because it will get awkward. Uh, not between you and me, but between you and your mate. And it's like, oh god, he did it last year, and how come mm. he didn't go back this year? And yeah. I don't know what to say. A couple of years ago, they had a nightmare with Chris Akabusi. Because you kept saying, like, woo, woo, woo. woo. It's nice, strong fashion. Uh, he'd, go, he'd pump his, oh. when he'd pump his fist. Oh, yeah. Woo, woo, woo. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, um, oh, John Fashion, Awuga, yeah. Um, he, um, it was Gladiators, wasn't it? Awuga. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. He, so they had a bit of a shocker with him, I think. And um, Trying to put the ad on people, was he? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was lobbing ashtrays around. You know what he gets like, mate. After a couple of jars, um, after a couple of pints of wine, acker. So they, um, so they had Gethin Jones last year. Hmm. Oh, you said it now, haven't you? I wasn't. I'm not going to tell you who they had last year. Oh, I, oh, I thought you said it, Gethin Jones. Oh, sorry, you said it. Did I say it? Anyway. Um, so yeah, that was that was good fun actually. Yeah, I enjoyed that. It oh, was good. Nice. Do, do you think you'll be invited back? I've been invited back. Which Are you like Michael Johnson now on BBC Athletics? <laughs> Synonymous, the Yorkshire An- Anonymous. I think they might um, they might just invite him back as a guest. Come next year as a guest. Um, so yeah, then I, I went down to London the next morning from there and did a um, a lunch for the with Dur- Mark Dudden Smith hosted it and we had. Um, Is that we saw my mates. <clears throat> yeah, the Welsh Mafia were down. The Penarth Pythons. Um, 
So that was for the Richmond Heavies, really good charity that you know tries to equip as many rugby clubs across the country with defibrillators as possible. What did you uh, have really, to do? Really good charity. Get up on stage and talk about your book. <laughs> no, I got up on stage, mucked around with Durders. The mics didn't work anyway, but it was really good fun. Um, but one of the other guests was um, Martin O'Fire, and he was on. Durders gives a, he introduces he introduces he's the first winner of Strictly, wasn't he? Not sure, mate. Yeah, so or he's on the first Strictly. So like, anyway, so Martin O'Fire is on there, and Durders just hammers everyone, rips into everyone when he introduces him. He's very very funny, of course, mm. and he said. Um, He's like the man who, you know, a terrible mistake, went to the dark side, chose rugby league, a dagger in the heart of everyone in this room, you know, very, very funny. And he says, what? You think I made a mistake by becoming a millionaire and getting a statue built of me? (laughs) (laughs) They made a statue of me and made me a millionaire. (laughs) It was just like, and Durders was like, as you can see, Lelingerman, humility is at the very core of Martin (laughs) O'Fire. It was was absolutely brilliant. It was very, very good. Um, How's your book, mate? Is it is it forwarded by Duncan Goodhue by any chance? <laughs> what <laughs> is that a partridge gag I don't know about? No, it's just a little um, little book called like I think it's Indian Remedies that David Brent pulls out. Oh, is it? Oh, there you go. The office, yeah. Forwarded by Duncan Goodhue. Yeah, no, Vin Diesel oh. did ours. Okay. Um, Ian Duncan Smith did ours. Yeah, it, uh, the book is the book is out there and it's selling fast. By all what's accounts. it called? It's called Flats and Durders Offload. I've got a copy next to me, actually. Do you want, do you want to get your signed um, copy? What's the message in it? Right. Um, be kind. Okay. Be woke. No, it's it's a good... I, I, I'm trying to celebrate it as a um, good downstairs toilet book. Hmm. Okay. Is, People is my, seem to like it. Does my name feature in it at all? Um, he asked to have it kept out. Your name does feature in it, but he asked to have it kept out. Okay. Um, but when you and I do a book, we'll keep Durden Smith out of it. Because that's, what I do not- with, that's what I do with all the boys' books. Just have a look for my name in the back. <laughs> and, you know, it really annoys me, those that don't have like a name index. I know. Thinking, like, I know. You've just gone cheap, mate. You've gone cheap. So Yeah, I think we've, we've, definitely got, we've definitely got one in ours. Mike Phillips has bought Burke out half-truths. So you've got to work out which half is truth which half is, is fabricated and and Jamie Roberts has got a book out as well actually coming out soon I think so again I'll just pop into Waterstones or is it Watersheds um, Waterstones Waterstones the, most importantly Rob Beckett's got a book out which I think will probably be really funny but if I bought so I was going to buy two books this Christmas I'd buy our book and uh, Rob Beckett's book I like Rob Beckett very funny man just yeah. funny teeth isn't he yeah yeah exactly the funny fake. bones mate Funny bones, fella. Anyway, um, that's enough foreplay. Let's uh, right. should we get Let's into talk it? about Bath conceding seventy points. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to eighty percent less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. 
no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Go. Hit me with it. Um, what I would say to you, Tommy, I would say to you, you could put 10 or 12 or pick a number of the Bath team in 50. that Saracens team and they would have looked crash hot. They would look good on Sunday. So Is that you, like you or I just like we're in our prime if we just join New Zealand like we'd look brilliant. You look better in a good team but it's, mm. it, my point is that it's kind of not. I would say everyone's got a solution everyone's got an answer I don't think that's true I think a lot of people are asking the question what is it at Bath what is the problem at Bath um and I think that do you want me to talk now because you did say go. I won't be there, yeah, don't worry. No, no. Um, the word identity is a management speak buzzword until you don't have an identity and you need one. Then you realise how real it is. You and know, I hate management talk. David. Hate it. I hate it more than you. Mm. Okay. Um, so. Bath, I, I think, you know, your job and my job is one of the jobs that's part of our job is to know what teams are about. You kind of know how a team plays. You know how they do things. And the top teams invariably have a style, have an identity, have stuff to fall back on. Yeah. Um, and Saracens have everything to fall back on. That's what they're good at. Exeter Chiefs are a possession team. Harlequins are an attack team, flat out attack team. Bristol would call themselves that as well, being a bit more pragmatic the last year or so, but they are an attacking team. They are kind of all out, a talent team, you might mm. call them. Um, keeping the ball alive and all that stuff and h- hating to die with the ball. But Bath, I, I mean, I watch all their games, of course, watch everyone's games, and I honestly don't know something they have in common with the teams that just never threaten the top four. Um very or don't consistently threaten the top four, never's the wrong word, is that I couldn't really tell you how they play. I couldn't really tell you how they do it. Mm. Northampton might not be top four. They might, they might not. They don't always get it right, but I can tell you how they like to play. Mm. Um, Bath, I couldn't tell you. Um, they were really, really poor the first two rounds. Excellent the second two rounds, or the third round, sorry, where they you know, didn't win but against Bristol, but they played really, really well. Didn't they do well? And they were abhorrent on Sunday and it's just it, it's really difficult I, they don't they don't have anything to fall back on they don't yep. have an immense kicking game from 9 and 10 they don't have immense defence they don't have an immense set piece their scrum was really dominant two seasons ago when they got to the semi-final um, with Will Stewart before that that front five there's still some quality players in there but that front five is not dominating opposition front fives at the moment it just isn't wasn't really last season, isn't this season. That makes a massive difference to a team, as you well know. Like you look at 
what Leicester are doing now and that South African back row they had at the weekend is just mm. brutal. But mm. it all comes from a really, really efficient, powerful, aggressive, dominant front five. It all comes from that because everyone's moving forward. So there is a reason Cole Genge Montoya is one of the most valuable front rows in Europe at the moment, I would say. So there's... I feel like they both do have a good front row. Tom Dunn, hell of a player. Ben Urbano, amazing defender, good carrier. Will Stewart, really good all-round player. But they are not getting the dominance. They're, they don't have physical dominance over other teams and that makes everything twice as hard. doesn't seem like a, to have a blueprint of, of how they want to play and then you add to yeah. that blueprint as as and when you see it. That's, that's what it seems to me. And loads of teams go through that, mate. You know, my old team, Cardiff Rugby now, they went through it for... 10 years basically when Stai Young left and it's only now they've come since he's come back that they're, they're finding a way to win and a, and a style that yeah. suits um, you look at the stats I've gone on Ultimate Rugby here to, to look at them and if you didn't know the score you would never have guessed by the stats it would be 71-17 because you've got mm. territories 50% possessions 55% to Saracens and then you've got defenders beating both 26 Clean line breaks similar, game line carries similar, um, kicks from hand, Sarri's kick more, but tackles made not too far off, both missed 26, so you'd think that, that'd be a pretty open game, but when you actually see the score, it's unbelievable, and that should never be happening to a team like Bath, never, um, at home no. as well, so there's there has to be something, there has to be a shake up there. After this, do you think? Do you think that's what's going to happen? This is this is the thing. So I I think it it's everybody wants one. Not everybody. Lots of people, Bath fans in particular, want, and a lot of fans of other teams expect one quick sweeping of the axe, one quick big decision in the next week or two. That is going to turn the club around. Sometimes it does, mate. You see it in football all the time. Oh, it can. Yeah, but how long does it last? That's the point. So the thing with Bath is, in 2015, I think they got to the final, carving up, Sarri's Beatman in the final, fine. And it downhill. Two yeah. seasons ago, not long ago, mate, they were in the Premiership semi-final. They got pumped by Bristol in the se- by Exeter in the semi, but they were in the semi-final and they were really good that season. Mm. They had a, I, l- I was looking at them thinking they've got a real identity. They're not playing the best rugby. They've got a really dominant forward pack and they've got a 10 who kicks loads of points and a fullback who's good at counter-attacking. That, that is a nice little blueprint to start with. And it all went away. The forward pack stopped achieving that dominance. The defence stopped being as consistent. It was kind of like, well, the forward pack being more, you know, less dominant means there are fewer penalties to kick. So your kicker becomes less relevant. And there's all, you need to start creating things. But like Sarri's, when you rewind back to Brendan Fenter arriving, they were, I mean, they were a properly boring team to watch. They were mm. just... South Africa in the semi-final against Wales in in Japan in 2019. They would box, kick, kick. But so boring, kick, kick, chase. But they built on that gradually and gradually and took over the world. You're allowed allowed to be boring when you're winning the majority of games. Because people, you know, they'll accept that. Um, Yeah. You say, how long will it last? You know, if if someone else comes in. Well, I mentioned football. It it worked for Quinns. You know, that's last. And I I think what Bath fans and I think everyone wants to see like even if it's a short term fix they just want to see results because I don't know how much time you're going to be given to take a team and rebuild it when it's not like you need new personnel because you look at the players that are playing on that field for Bath 
it's quality, mate. It's quality all over the shop. It's not like they're they're desperate yeah. for 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 internationals or for a high caliber player. They got them. They just seem a little bit lost. So, but you've got. I mean, you've got. Um, there's this weird thing. Like, there's this. There's this difficult equation, right? Which is who's learning more the the head coach who's winning every week or the head coach who's losing every week. You could argue that the head coach who's losing every week is learning invaluable lessons yeah, right ideally that. along get, the way that. but that means that doesn't mean you can't ever no one can ever lose their job if they're losing otherwise you you know you have a job for life but there is a balance there but i think if they I mean, look let's declare an interest here i know stuart hooper really well he's a friend of mine known him a long time so have you yep. they all think at bath he is an exceptional human being person to have around that environment I know him well enough to know that that is the case. That is true. He's yeah. the sort of person you would want at your rugby club. Amazing bloke, right? Really always has been. So there's that. But do you then, some Bath fans just say, right, Hooper out. Okay, well, sack him, give Neil Hatley the head job or give someone else the head job, whatever it is. Do you honestly think, do people honestly think that changing one human being and putting another one in his stead is going to change the whole thing. Because this has been a problem. They've done that loads of times at Bath, and it has never worked. It has never worked since I was there. They've been doing it. I saw Francois Lowe the other week, and he said something like, it was something like eight head coaches in nine years, or seven in nine years. Mm. It doesn't work. It hardly ever works on a consistent basis. It doesn't. Quinns Quinns are wonderful to watch. They have not yet been playing this well for one year. It's not yet a year that they've been playing this well. And they won the title, which is mega, and I'd love them to win another one, frankly. But it's it you ne- you need to make decisions where if Stuart Hooper is an amazing bloke, if he's an amazing leader, if he's learning a huge amount, why do you want to just completely get rid of him? So I wonder if there's a way they can bring someone in. Like I had a text from a journo mate of mine who, you know, I won't name him because I haven't asked his permission, but he just said, I'm hearing Steve Diamond's a done deal at Bath. And I, I don't know if that's true or not. I think mm. it probably isn't true, actually. He's not making it up, but I think it's probably an inaccurate rumour. But I think to myself, well, that would, I, you know, I, don't know, I reckon that would stir things up and that would cause that would cause a reaction. I think that probably would in the short term have a positive effect. But will he still be here in five years? Does that matter? It doesn't matter. You know, you're talking about Quinns, you said they've not played well for a year. It doesn't matter. You can't, you can't guess what they're going to be playing like in 18 months or two years. You just got to take it for the here and now and, um, you have to look at development with players. You have to look at players' ages, you know, because I think at some stage that's going to happen with Saracens. I think uh, you look at their squad and three or four da- years down the line, if they don't recruit sensibly, that core of that team will uh, will be gone. Um, and then how do you replace the likes of the Vinopolas, of Farrell, um, Alex Good, you know, Maitland, players that have been there for... For such a long time but anyway anyway so yeah crisis at bath that is for sure i hope they get over it because queen's away this week i i think bath's a great city i think it's a great club it's full of history you want to see him to do well um any other games massively stand out for you exeter beating wasps slow start to the season but got it back on track yeah just um, yeah Quite a good game, actually. Mm. I quite enjoyed that. Um, it was, yeah, nice and tight. Chiefs Chiefs have basically sat out their stall for this season in that what they're going to do is 
you know, it's it's like Barcelona and Spain a generation ago, minus the artistry in a sense. It's like we are going to batter you and keep mm. the ball until you get too tired to resist Dave Ewers and Henry Slade. That's kind of how they're yeah. going to play. And they got a load of they got a load of top players, but so have Was. That Was were great for large periods of that game, but. Chiefs just bash you down. I'm not sure that'll work against Sarri's. No. I'm not sure that'll work against Sarri's first team. Um, but, you know, it is currently effective, really effective. I thought um, uh, Brad Shields is getting better and better for Wasp, more influence. Thomas Young is mm. ridiculously good player, mate. Coming to Wales, boy. I know. I'm really, I'm really pleased. I hope he gets 100 caps. I mean, it's a bit late now, but I love him. Like, he's so mm. good, man. He's so yeah. good. And, Elliot Stook as well. Like I talk about Elliot Stook quite a lot, but he's one of those players that, because there are so many rock stars in the second row in England, he doesn't get a lot of mentions. But I personally was surprised that Bath let him go. Maybe they didn't have a choice. Um, and a really good signing as long as he stays fit for Wasp because he's active, full of energy, high-quality player, I think. Worcester hammered, 48-3. Um, gutted again for, for JT. But I know. Leicester looked really good at the start of this season. <laughs> so it's incredible. Um, didn't see Sale beating Quinns either, uh, especially the role that Quinns were on. But Sale are another quality team now that find a way to win. Yeah, they're almost the other way, aren't they? They're almost like, we're going to bash you so yep. hard in defence, you're not going to be able to live with it. And it kind of worked and... The, you know, they I, don't tend to go away from that, really. They just they, they know how they mm. want to play, um, but and they got the personnel to to play that way. That that's what determines how you play is personnel and the team. Like, there's no point playing like Quinns would play with, you know, uh, I don't know, a load of up and down centres. You know, it, yeah. you know, or, or non-ball players. You know, the personnel. That, so Danny Kerr and Marcus Smith dictate how Quinns are going to play. Um, yeah. same, with, same with most teams so you know with sales team why wouldn't you want to play like that because you can just you can bully teams not bully teams but just be yeah bully teams that's what it is be, those Dupree boys mate yeah. Cobus Visa my god mate they put it about so hard um, but yeah I, it was it was an interesting game and watching it I just thought it looked like Sale went out there to just get in Quinn's faces yeah. annoy him pull them back, knock them around, gob off, be aggressive and just not buy into the Harlem Globetrotter stuff and actually get in their grills. And I thought it worked really well. Very, very close game. And I thought one of, I thought Rafi Quirk's first try was potentially off a forward pass actually from Wilkinson. But He's in the England squad. What a player. Um, quite He's a, so good, man. Quite a few big names left out though. Yeah. Mm, talk to me. I, look, I mean. <sighs> Jamie George, he's out. Vanapola's out. Yeah. Dan Robson. No, 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 no. What what I would say is this, boy. Rafi Quirk, I love. Mm. Love him. To write off Dan Robson, I I just don't understand it. Don't agree with it. To leave out George Ford, I mm. don't understand it. Don't agree with it. Billy Vanapola has been in really good form. But with Simmons and Don Brandt, whatever, you think, okay, okay. It's tough to get in at number yeah. eight at the moment. Jamie George, like, well, Lou said prop, Mako left out. He has been really good these last couple of weeks. But you look at Marley, you look at Genge, you say, mm. okay, okay. You can accept that. Yeah, okay. I kind of, I kind of, it's tough to get in at Lou said, right? And at some point, Genge is going to become first choice England player. Maybe this is the series. It was always going to happen. But 
you know, um, I what I look. This is difficult. It's difficult to say this without being rude about the people who are in. Mm. But you've got, uh, for example, you've got um, Nick Dolly from Leicester, the hooker. Yeah, is in ahead of Jamie George. He's in ahead of George McGuigan. I'm sorry, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Mm. And if I am proved wrong, I would love to say I was wrong. I was wrong on that. He is wonderful. He's scoring loads of tries for Leicester. I'm, I does not compute with me how that decision has been made to leave out both George McGuigan. I mean, Jamie Blamire, Newcastle's second choice hooker, really good player, really good, like class player. His second choice at Newcastle behind George McGuigan, who for me was the form hooker in the league last season. Mm. It was better than anyone I thought over the course of the season. McGuigan still doesn't get in. Don't know why. So his understudy gets in. Fine. Bit odd. Um, well, Dolly's in but, because he's, what is he, 21, 22? You know, so they're trying to look for, I'd imagine, for, you know, the next hooker for the next 10 years when you've got Jamie George who's who's 30 um. Jamie George has got at least Jamie George mate is flying around he has got mm. it, Jamie George will be getting paid big money five years from now still in rugby mm. he is still a big name he'll be a big player for at least another four or five years he's yeah. top of the, I'd, I'm, just, I'd just, I'm just saying from, from what I see when yeah, players absolutely. leave squad don't get it yeah. don't get it and then you've got but then if he's not going to be first choice like they have the same issues with in Wales with Jamie Roberts and Reese Webb, both playing well for their clubs, but they're both 30-something. Um, and if they're not going to be first choice, what's the point of having them in the squad? Just to uh, hold bags. Because um, they, they might, someone might get injured, they might have to play three tests on the bounce. Yeah, but then they, they, you know, they've got enough experience to do that, to come in. You know, they, they have. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, but like, you know, if I just, yeah, Luke Cowardicki is injured and yeah. Jamie Blumey gets injured, Nick Dolly's going to go into the test squad. They're not going to leave him uninvolved and bring in Jamie George, surely. Like, I don't know. I don't, I, mate, maybe. I, I, I don't know. Maybe they would, but, you know, because he's got that experience to, to be able to know how to do it and, and not to be um, not also, to be overawed by the, the situation. Yeah. But I, I get it. I get it when older players who are playing well for their, their clubs are not in squads, older players, because unless they're first choice, I should put, you know, if, if they're first choice, they're first choice. But if they're if they're not sure whether they're going to play them or not, then there's got to be a point where you blood youngsters and you give them a shot. Yeah, at what I would say, that second row, you've got Johnny Hill, Itoji, Laws, Yules. Mm. David Ribbons plays for Northampton. For me, is he's in that mix. I, you know, I, yeah. I don't know why he's not in that squad. I would have him in that squad every time. Mm. Um, we all, we're all going to disagree on certain stuff. Of course we are. Um, but then I hear that um, hang on, I'm just I'm looking at the squad here to make sure. So Curry's in, Don Brown, yeah. But I mean, it you know there are certain positions where it's just bloody tough to get in. That's just the way it is. But Tommy Freeman from Northampton, he started a couple of games this season. That's it. Love watching him play, like class player. Mm. But you're thinking he's in the test squad now. Like, mm. is he going to get any tests, or is he going to hold bags and get dumped, or is he going to get picked for England too early? Like, I'm thrilled for him that he's in there, but I'm still a bit like, uh. Really, he's hardly played. Mm. He's hardly played. I mean, I want these guys to do well, but it's it it is an odd one for me. There are some odd ones in there. There was never going to be a squad that didn't have the odd odd one in there. Of course not. But I feel like Vuna Polar Boys both playing well, but I kind of get it because they're tough positions. Jamie George, I do not understand. George Ford, I do not understand. I disagree with that. Select hundred percent. 
Um, have you seen the Welsh squad? Uh, There's yeah, everyone's in it, aren't they? Yeah, near enough. Got four. I saw three hundred. I saw three hundred of them in there. Yeah, exactly. We got um, there is Reese Priestland's back in. Yeah. Um, so we got four. We got four tens. Gareth Ants comes in. Callum Sheedy's in. Um, and who else is the fourth one? Callum Sheedy, Dan Bigger, Anscombe. Yeah, I think Anscombe may start. I reckon he. I, I've presumed. I've presumed. I've presumed the last couple of weeks that he would start. Is that? But Reese Priestland had a really good kicking display at the weekend against uh, the Sharks. Looked really good. Like put him in some real good positions. Um, played territory really well. Maybe I don't know. Jamie Roberts reckons Reese Priestland's going to start. I reckon Gareth Anscombe will start, but. But who knows? It depends who plays at 12. Scott Williams wasn't in, and he's been playing well for Scarlet. Started off really strongly. You know, like how we talk about the 12s these days of, you know, they, they can't just smash it up. They've got to they've got to take it to the line and put it behind the 13, back to the 10. Yeah. Um, he's wonderful at that, so you can run so many moves off him. Johnny Williams um, is back playing. He played against Leinster at the weekend for the Scarlet, but the Scarlet's got 50 points put against them by Lentz at the RDS. It's a horrible place to go, but, you know, you shouldn't be leaking that amount of points, no matter what, you know, that, that's for an Italian team to leak points or mm. or maybe one of the weaker South African teams who actually have turned up now. You know, I think it took them a bit of time to, to get used to the the style of play. Um, you know, it's it's quite different to Super Rugby. It's quite more structured. It's a, it's a little bit slower. The breakdowns are a lot more pressure on it and a lot more emphasis yeah. in the Northern Hemisphere but Nick Tompkins mate he could be something because we don't talk about him too much in Wales his leg he, drive's a joke the weekend yeah, because we don't see him you know a lot of yeah, Welsh yeah. supporters will just watch the URC but he's looking he's looking very powerful and he, you know he's had a shot before but didn't quite work out maybe, maybe he, look, he looked really good for Saris against problem is, problem is you won't get him for the first game because Wales' uh, first game against New Zealand on the 30th is outside the international window, so he won't play. So Lewis Rees Zamet won't play. Dan Bigger won't play. Callum Sheedy won't play. You know, all these... Thomas Young won't play. All of the English. Well, that's your that's your ten sorted for the first game, isn't it? Well, it's one of those two. Priestland or Anscombe, yeah. Yep. yep, exactly that. Jared so. Evans is back Friday night, though, they're saying, against Dragons. Maybe. On Saturday, sorry. Maybe, maybe, but... A bit late. Maybe a bit late, yeah. Um... But yeah, it's, I mean, it's the first game's only New Zealand, so don't really matter, does it? No, it'd be piss piss. You might as well go. You might as well go into that game without really training, just having like some sort of some sort of blueprint of of what you want to play and how you want to play, just the fundamentals, and then just go out there and just enjoy yourselves, enjoy it, play heads up. Because, I guess, but I guess it depends. Yeah, we talked about this last week, didn't we? Who they pick. Obviously, it depends how Pivak thinks they might beat New Zealand because you don't want to go damage limitation from the start. You want to try and beat them, obviously. Mm. And do you beat them by Jouet Jouet or do you beat them by pinning them back and kicking points? You, well, you, we tried both. Hasn't worked. <laughs> <laughs> so, who knows? I tell you, yeah. a, a guy called Simon Thomas works for uh, Wales Online. He, I saw him a couple of weeks ago and he he's saying like, he said, "You wait, Tame Basham. He'll be, he'll be the number seven for Wales in this autumn." And he had another really good performance at the weekend. Um, although they lost to the Stormers, the Dragons, but he was really good. Um, he's like, he's who, is it, who do you compare to? Um, who do you compare to? Uh, 
he's big, robust number seven. Um, Sean O'Brien. He's like Sean O'Brien. Yeah. Um, really good carrier. So not just like a a jackler, not just a a fetcher. You know, he he carries so strongly. Um, solid defensively. Really good over the ball. So, and he said he, he reckons he's pipping him to start, and I reckon he bloody could be right. Okay. Yeah, That's I think I think it could be it could be the Dragons' back row to start the first game with Moriarty and Wainwright. Oh, okay. It's like rugby league, mate. When you watch the Dragons, they're so good at it. Like it's, it'll be like Moriarty carry, and then the next carry is Wainwright, then the next carry is Basham. Yeah, they're so disruptive. Um, they just shot themselves in the foot a bit at the weekend. Josh Lewis couldn't clear up a kick and uh, a ball that was kicked ahead, fumbled mm. it, and then one of the um, Stormers guys goes over and scores. Was well, one of them, isn't it? Yeah, one of them. That's what I said in the video session. It's one of them, boss. It's one, one of them, of them. Gaffer. I tell you, I tell you, a player played well at the weekend. Reese Webb. Against Benetton. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. Look, we scored a couple of tries, set one up out the back door. I was saying on um, during final whistle, I think it was. Um, how many times do you see like a, a forward in at guard, and every time in training, all you do is stay there or move forward. How many times do you see him chase the scrum off and then he just nip back inside? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you can tell him. So it's like I tell my kids. Your plate doesn't live there. Put it up on the side or in the dishwasher. Yeah. Every single time I get downstairs, it's on the table. Sorry, Dad. You can, you can only tell uh, people a certain amount of times and they still don't get it. Got to start giving them a clip, aren't you, after that? Yeah. Play kids. That's whatever. exactly what happens. Then he puts out the, the back door to Ethan Roots and scores a try, but it's good. Impressed, oh, mate. Good. Yeah, Impressed. lovely stuff. Um, I played loads of stuff, boy. Yeah, well, we've gone on uh, a bit. We have, yeah, but that's all right, mate. That's have you okay. watched The White Lotus yet? No, just oh, finishing off Made. On. I know I'm busy, mate. I'm busy. I'm watching Made. Made is amazing. It's absolutely amazing on Netflix. Oh my god, it's good. What's it about? Like weddings and maid of honors and stuff. Oh. Not far off. Um, oh, it's really good. It's about. Uh, is it better than Bridesmaids? The film? No, it's not that league. It's oh. really, really good. Uh, White Lotus is on the list. Um, just Guilt. watch it, mate. I've never, I've never watched The Guilt. Have you watched The Guilt? Is it a film? No, it's a series. Series two's just come out and everyone's going mad about it. And obviously haven't started Succession yet either. Oh, and I watched Guilty on Netflix. Sorry, I watched Guilty on Netflix. Um, I realised, started watching that and realised, I've seen this before, but it's a remake of a film that was, wasn't made that long ago. What was it? They, they put it in English, but someone else did it. it a, there's a, I don't know, a German version or something. But it's like Snowpiercer. I watched a film called The Snowpiercer and then a, then yeah. a series came out on Netflix. I was like, well, I know what happens now. They break through to the front. Um, I think yeah. yeah, I had a go on Succession. I watched it. It was good. What do you reckon? It was good. I liked it. Um, I wanted to get better. But it was good. I forgot actually loads that happened in um, the first one. But Roman, easily yeah. my favourite. He's amazing. That's McCulkin, isn't it? Yeah. Culkin, Culkin. Yeah. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. He's like He's just got to be one of the best... Actors out there yep. at at the moment at the yep. current at this current present time moment in time, yeah, just amazing. Yeah, they're all good. They're all good. Um, anyway, yeah, get into it. But the only thing is annoying is it's one a week now, and I just want to watch the next one. Oh, is there? Mm. Oh, right. I might. I won't rush. Then I'll build them up. Mm. No, Xavier. Right. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Now we're in. All right, boy. All right, thanks for that. Um, good luck to you. Good luck, everyone. Yeah, good luck, Bath. Let's hope you you dig yourself out of a hole because yeah, turn it around, turn a roo. Yeah, up against Quinn. We love good you. Job. We love you. Good luck, everyone.